0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Tennis Lifestyle podcast. Um, I have a very special guest in this next episode, episode four. Uh, Her name is Lisa Stone and she's the host and creator of Parenting Aces, uh, one of the top tennis podcasts in the world. Um, It was a very long chat I had with her. Uh, well over an hour, so I decided to split it into two parts. Uh, So this is going to be part one, and part two will follow soon. Um, It was my first interview (coughs) for a podcast, uh, so you'll probably notice I was a bit nervous, and also she was in California and I'm in South Africa, so we had a bit of... Uh, technical um, internet uh, related issues but I've done my best to edit it all out and um, yeah so enjoy and this is the part one of the interview. Ciao ciao. Hello Lisa. Good morning. Well good afternoon. I don't know what
1: or good evening. What is it where you are?
0: Well, it's uh, nine o'clock at night, so it's, right. uh, it, it's, it's evening, but uh, I'm, I'm still awake. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to do a brief introduction. Um, yeah, this is the Tennis Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Gianluca Sola. Uh, this is where we discuss tennis and much more. Uh, you can call me Luca. And uh, today I have a very, very special guest. Uh, Her name is Lisa Stone. Um, Yeah, we're recording. uh, I'm recording the podcast at my home in Cape Town. As you know, it's nine o'clock in the evening. And I think, Lisa, you um, are, I think, still in Southern California. Am I right?
1: You are right.
0: Uh, And it's morning there or, well, midday.
1: Midday, yeah. Almost lunchtime.
0: And you're having a walk with your dog, Bill, or is that finished? Already?
1: <laughs> no, I am. I'm out walking with the dog. My husband uh, and I are sharing desk space now during the coronavirus pandemic lockdown. And he had a webinar that he was the host of this morning. So I took the dog and decided okay. to go for a walk and get out of his hair for a little bit.
0: What, what dog, uh, what's his name, and what, what's the, what uh, breed is it?
1: Well, his name is Sully, and he's a rescue, okay. so we're not sure exactly what he is, though he ah. definitely has some golden retriever in him. And basically, oh, okay. he's just a sweet, a sweet pup, so, yeah. Okay, uh,
0: uh, uh, nice. Okay, yeah, we, we had one of those as well at one stage. Um, yeah, nice. Uh, anyway, um, just for... Uh, just to give a bit of background, you um, are the creator and the host of your own podcast, which is called Parenting Aces. Um, It's a brilliant podcast. I I believe it's one of the top five tennis podcasts in the world. And I also looked up on your, you've got a website, parentingaces.com, and you're all all over the mm, social media with YouTube and Instagram. Twitter and uh, Facebook live streams I think and I saw so you've got is is it true you've got more than a million downloads of your podcast
1: oh gosh I don't know is that true if that's true I don't know I'm gonna just feel really good about things right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I I read that uh, somewhere but uh, uh, I'll take it
1: if it's it's truly the
2: case
0: Now, all I wanted to say is your your podcast. I I started listening to podcasts about a year ago, and you know, w- with tennis, there's there's so many, there's like hundreds, but I sort of now narrowed narrowed everything down to four or five, and and yours is one of them. Um, and yeah, it's a brilliant podcast. Um, it's basically a, a podcast for tennis parents and coaches and um, um, me if I'm saying this right but it's basically to give them advice and to discuss and give them advice on uh, junior tennis and and college tennis and the whole process and yeah the whole process is is that correct?
1: That's exactly right our mission is to help parents through the crazy journey that is junior and college tennis and um, certainly with COVID-19 that journey has become way more complicated and uh, so I think it's, you know, I, as I was coming up with my son through tennis and I grew up playing, but I wasn't a great player. I was decent, um, did not play in college. I quit playing way before I went uh, college, but, uh, but. Um, sorry to interrupt you.
0: I, I actually yeah. wanted to ask you because I've, I've seen you've done many things in your um, like careers, many careers, and you've got quite a, a full life I noticed, but. Can you give us a bit of a background of um, basically, yeah, um, what you've done and a brief background and h- how you basically came about to, or how you decided to start uh, the podcast and, and, and your sure. involvement with tennis? Yeah.
1: Sh- sure. So, I mean, in my adult life, um, I was a political science major at UCLA and graduated from college and went into commercial banking uh, and into financial planning and was selling stocks for a while. And it really wasn't my gig. Um, I'm much more of an entrepreneur than I realized at the time. At 22, you don't really know what you are, right? (laughs) You're still learning about yourself. And um, I then started a family. So I left the workforce for several years as i was having children and raising them and um you know busy with that Mm -hmm. and my entrepreneurial spirit kind of got the best of me when i was in those years where i was pregnant and having young children and i got very involved in fitness and pregnancy and postpartum fitness and so I started a program called Fit for Two, which was a pre and postnatal okay. fitness program and um, actually had the very first pregnancy website on the internet. Uh, so it's kind of my claim to fame. <laughs> and it was, okay. uh, it was when the internet was just coming into to be. Uh, I had no idea Ooh. what it was, but um, I had produced and created a, a workout video for pregnant moms and needed a way to market it and um the internet was my my solution so i did fit for two for many many years probably longer than i should have over 20 years and you know was getting to the age where i was closer in age to my clients parents than i was to them and decided that maybe it was time to move on um During that time, I also was recruited by the Georgia Governor's Commission on Physical Fitness and Sports to be Mm. their associate director. And so that kind of brought my political science degree back into the picture as I was at our state legislature lobbying for more physical activity in schools and more opportunities um okay. and things like yeah. that so then um in the midst of all that my son became very involved in tennis and
0: S- sorry to I interrupt realized, you, you yeah am I correct you have two daughters and a son your son's your youngest correct, correct. okay and your daughters yeah. were not really tennis or or
1: did no. they play or not
0: really no okay they took
1: they, right. they took lessons as young children but they each found other passions to take their time and i yeah. became very involved in whatever they were doing so my oldest okay. is an actress and so i was very involved with her theater work and acting classes and voice classes and all of that my middle okay. one got very involved in uh, equestrian sports and so okay. I spent a lot of time learning about that world which was completely okay. foreign to me and wow. um and then my son you know got into tennis yeah. and so
0: okay that, and that's so that, that's quite that's quite nice sorry uh, you know I've only got two sons and and they're sort of both into tennis and computers like everybody right now But it's nice that you've got three children, so you've discovered all these free worlds, really. Um, As a parent, I can imagine you're acting and equestrian and and tennis. So, um, were you, uh, did you have any experience in any of those fields or was it just tennis?
1: Um, No, I actually was a theater major, a theater minor, excuse me, at UCLA and came up in the theater world myself. So, I did have experience with that. Um, not with TV and film, which is my daughter's passion. So, um, you know, I've learned along the way, but she's also has been very independent in her pursuit of her acting career and hasn't required as much of me (laughs) lately, but, um, I mean, she's 31 now, so she's a grown woman and on her own, but, um, But with my son, it was, you know, he he got so entrenched so young. I'm back. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) No problem. When you finished your walk with your dog.
1: I did. I'm (laughs) back home and hopefully in better (laughs) cell reception.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's that's fine. Do you do you do you live along you live close to the coast?
1: I do. Yeah. I live oh. actually up above the coast. So um my favorite walk is to take the dog it's about 25 minutes and we walk down to the water and play on the beach for a few minutes and then walk back up and so today okay. we went the long route but <laughs> but typically okay. it's about an hour. So it's perfect.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, I've I've always liked uh okay, I've got I've got family. I've got a brother who lives in Philadelphia and he, he wants to move to California. And I also did about uh, I did a term when I was in college as an exchange uh-huh. student in Los Angeles. So uh it's uh oh, it's nice. I, I, I are you in the South California or yes, where are you exactly? Yeah, yeah,
1: we're in Orange County, which is okay just yeah. just south of Los Angeles so
0: yeah yeah Now i know that place oh very nice okay.
1: yeah. excellent
0: yeah and you said you were getting a drink uh i'm i'm a bit uh, jealous water
1: water water water, water.
0: <laughs> uh, water. no I, I can imagine it's it's midday uh, i would be you uh, know water is good but we in south africa had have, have had um they've told they've they say we've had one of the worst lockdowns in the world that the world press has said, because, um, I mean, they've, uh, we've not been allowed to buy alcohol for two months. They've, they've yeah, shut down I, everything.
1: Yeah. I heard that in your, um, in your last episode, that was shocking because that was one of the things deemed essential in the U S alcohol, which I thought was really <laughs> interesting. Well, you laugh and I did too at first, but then yeah. someone yeah. explained it to me that, yeah. If you are an alcoholic and do not have access to alcohol, you become very, very, very ill. And they mm. the powers that be did not want alcoholics taking up beds in the emergency rooms during yeah. COVID nineteen. So that made sense to
0: me. Yeah. It it's um yeah, I mean the 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 reason they give here, um, there is a big problem here with alcohol, to be honest. But um, the, the reason the 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 government decided to do that here is because um, if uh, basically, uh, yeah, the when when people when there is access to alcohol here, a lot of uh, people get drunk, uh, end up in fights. There's uh, family abuses and and end up in hospitals, so they take up a lot of beds and so Mm -hmm. they're scared that um with the virus um you know if they take that away and and as a matter of fact they've opened um they they, they've stopped that now from the first of june and they've already said in the first four or five days there's been a huge increase of people in hospitals because of alcohol abuse so i mean that's the reason they give here yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so same reason, but but different yeah. actions supporting that reason. It's very interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, just just to say, for the last four days, uh, people have gone crazy here because they haven't had alcohol <laughs> for two months, <laughs> and also <laughs> me, I haven't. Uh, so I've uh, a bit uh, indulged in the last two or three days, but uh, not, nothing too much. Um,
2: <laughs> well, good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um
0: no go, going back to our discussion you you were talking i think we 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 finished that you were talking about your son playing starting to play tennis, and you um well, I was basically asking you um why did you decide to to start your podcast yeah
1: um, yeah and and I think um one of the things that that I want to point out is that even though I grew up playing tennis. The sport has changed tremendously since I was a kid coming through tennis and basically in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, when I was coming up, tennis was very much driven by the kids, meaning that it was left up to us to arrange to hit with our friends, to ride our bikes to the court, to sign yeah. up for tournaments um, you know, it wasn't adult and parent driven as it is now. When my exactly. son was competing, you know, things changed. I, I mean, it was night and day. And and as a parent, even though I was very familiar with the sport itself, I had no mm. idea how to navigate his journey through the sport yeah. and, and needed help and just wasn't getting it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah no 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 it's um your um no it's very interesting i mean I'm, i i could talk so long uh also cuz i can relate on so many levels i mean also with having two sons that are playing tennis now and um yeah as you say it's two different sports i mean back then and nowadays it's it's so different so it's not easy to um to be a parent and know what to do with a, with a child involved in in tennis and uh, um, who maybe wants to take it quite seriously. Um, Right.
1: But going back... Yeah, sorry. Well, I was just going to say that every child's journey is so different too. And that poses another set of challenges. So even if, I mean, as you have two children playing the sport, and they're both boys, so you would think that your approach would be pretty similar for the two of them, I suspect that there are things you're doing differently to accommodate yeah. each of their needs. And
0: spot, so spot on, yeah. yeah,
1: right. And so that that adds a whole other level of um, complication <laughs> to the process.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I wanted to talk about this later, but I think. Um, I'm I'm through the journey. I mean, you've probably already finished it, but obviously, yes. but we're, uh, I'm through the journey right now, in the middle of it. And okay, I'm not going to explain my whole journey because it'd be too long. But I think you get to a point where if you are very involved, um, like I am, and I imagine how like you were. I mean, I not only am the f- parent, the father, but I'm also uh, their tennis. Coach, and there, uh, you know, anything to do with tennis, I'm involved with them. I, I think I'm um, soon going to be getting a degree in psychology, because <laughs> that will help. I, yeah, because I think. I mean, I'm laughing because you
1: know, it's, it's, you know, it, it just makes so yeah. much sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you feel like uh, it, you're, it, it's like being a psychologist. It's. Uh, um you know it's you you have to everyone as you said everyone is different and you have to understand the person and um it might seem strange but for tennis it's it's so particular you have to exactly know that kids what he wants what he needs what what he what inspires him and uh, yeah i think you have to be a psychologist a good coach is a good psychologist and it's extremely difficult so I mean, your podcast in that way is is you know it's it's talking about um, being a parent and being involved in a sport like tennis is is very very complicated. I mean, people think might maybe think it's very simple, but it's not. So um, that's why I find it very interesting personally. Um, sure,
1: and and I'll yeah. tell you. I mean, it's so I've been at this for almost nine years now. And when I first started ParentingAces.com, it was a way for me to document my journey with my son. So I was writing about, Mm. you know, specific experiences that we were having as a tennis player and parent, Um, obviously, as he's grown up and, and now not playing any longer, that has changed a bit but what i realized is and what i i subsequently did on not only the website but also the podcast and our youtube channel is to create these broad categories of content because there is mm. the coaching side where you talk about the technique and the strategy and yeah. tactics and all of that there's the mental side of the game where you know the psychology degree comes in very handy um yeah. there's there's the fitness and nutrition side of the game there's the com- yeah. competition side there's recruiting and playing in college there's the parenting side and so i have tried to organize the content on all of our social yeah. channels into categories to make it easier for people searching for something specific to their needs to find what they want so and obviously you know there's certain pieces that cross several content categories right um yeah but uh you know i i found that not only did were people interested in like how do i pick a coach and how do i decide if my if my kids coach is the right coach and when we need to change coaches but also like Basic things like what do I pack when we go to a tournament, you know? And, yeah. you know, what are the expectations once we arrive at a tournament? What are we supposed to do? And these are simple things, but mm-hmm. there just wasn't the guidance.
0: Yeah, no, no, yeah, I completely um, understand that. It's, um, it, it, it really takes up, uh, once you're involved in it and uh, your kid is really involved in the sport it's it's it, it can take up so much of your time and uh, the whole process is uh, you have to really think about it it's it's not as simple as people make it out to be but i just wanted it's to not talk simple about your... and
1: it's oh sorry i was gonna say it's not simple and no. it's not cheap yeah. <laughs> it's not cheap
0: yeah no for sure yeah 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 no tennis i mean as you say i mean it's a, it's a sport where uh it depends uh how what you want to do with it that that's what at the end of the day i think really matters if if you have a very clear goal in mind then you can um you know decide um how to go about you know and how to proceed to get to there but uh every every goal is very different you know whether you want to just play socially or try and become a professional it's um, it, and there're
1: multiple it's pathways very, to each goal it, exactly. there's not just one yeah. yeah yeah
0: exactly yeah i mean it's a very exactly i mean it's a very big discussion and uh, i think maybe there's not only one uh, answer to, to to everything but by going back to your podcast uh, because i'd like people to listen to it And I always encourage yeah, I know the people (laughs) I speak to, I I tell them they must listen because talking about it, you know, one thing I've realized is that as a tennis player, you get better from zero to, let's say you're getting better, better towards, let's say the ultimate pro. Um, It involves many aspects, but basically it involves the the three big ones are uh, the physical part, the technical part and the mental part and um, uh, I realize more and more that the the more fervor you get and the better you get and and the more advanced you get the mental the everybody knows how to hit the ball and um, everybody the better they get at a certain level will be very good physically yep but the difference at the very top or at the pro or a very good level is the mental level. And um, that's what interests me a lot because I've seen the millions of um, videos and talked a lot about technique and physically, yeah, there's, you know, everybody mm, can get into shape as best as they can, but the difference is the mental side. I mean, I remember Ferreiro, the the Spanish
2: uh, player,
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, he was number one in the world. He said, you know, describe tennis, and I always remembered this. He said, yeah, tennis is uh, um, uh, forty-five percent physical, uh, forty-five percent mental, and ten percent technical. Uh, Basically, saying that how to hit the ball means nothing. Um, So, and um, what I liked in your podcast is, um, I'm gonna there's there's a few like. You did one called Teaching Point Construction with Todd Widdom. Um mm-hmm. I thought that was excellent. Um, as I said, I'm, uh, I'm really looking at specific things, and uh, that podcast really um, was really good. The other one was Mental and Emotional Training with Peter Scales. I mm-hmm. really like that one. And then a more recent one, uh, also I, I think I mentioned this to you, was the mental game of tennis with Alon? I don't know how to say this, but is it Kakchuri? yep. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, those were all. Those are excellent podcasts. I mean, uh, everybody can talk all day about the techniques and how to hit a backhand and all that, but these I thought were really useful for a player at a certain level. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I'll just point one thing out. But the Alon Kaschori one, he was talking. He, I mean, he was the manager of Djokovic. Am I correct?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he and he was pointing out the fact that uh, talking a lot about the key is meditation. And I mean, I'm not going to go into that because it's going to be a really long discussion. But um, to um, to meditate, he thinks is going to help a lot a tennis player deal with those key stressful moments and um yeah it was just really interesting um i'm trying to get my kids to do 10 minute meditations uh, a day but i'm i'm being very unsuccessful
2: so, well,
1: yeah i was yeah. gonna say the challenges, <laughs> all of these things you know that we hear the pros doing are mm. good you know obviously a lot of them work wonders for these players but our kids are not professional tennis players yet or may never be. And so some of the techniques and tactics and, and skills that the pros tout as life-changing for them, our kids are either a not going to be open to trying them because they're too Mm. time consuming or they sound too weird or, you know, they're just kids and they're not going to do it or they're not appropriate to even try to get our kids to do, right? So I think Mm. that it's really important when listening to the pros talk about how they train, what they train, things they're doing Mm. outside of the tennis court, to understand that they are trying to make a living playing this sport. That's very different from a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 16-year-old, even an 18 or 19-year-old in college you know, trying to get better each day to have their Mm. potential still be, you know, ahead of them. They haven't reached it yet. And so I think as parents, we tend to hear the pros say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And we immediately think we've got to get our seven-year-old doing those things. It's not always Mm. appropriate for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, no, no, I completely agree. It's, um, um you know you have to those things are things that yeah it's age appropriate as you say but i, I was just wondering do, do you meditate
1: i don't meditate but i practice yoga okay. so um okay. i i mean there is meditation as part of my yoga practice but i don't yeah. do a separate you know structured meditation um, but I, I will tell you that I am a very yeah. different person on the days where I practice yoga and the days I don't, <laughs> So, I don't and know. my husband and my children yeah. will attest to that. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 no, there's, yeah, no, it's very interesting. Yeah, no, it's something I'd like to, to get into more. I'm trying to do it and I'm, my wife does it and makes a big change to her as well. And, um, I'm sure it does help um but just going back to uh, the last podcast you did uh, was with your son morgan stone um i listened to the one uh, also he did um before that it um it was um, i think it was it called the d1 podcast or something like yeah. that where he uh, yeah and and um yeah they, they were both very interesting and you know it's really nice listening to that because uh it was a open very honest uh Discussion you had with your own son, and um, you know I think everybody thinks this tennis journey has to be a certain way always, but uh, everyone's different and obviously we heard the story of your son and it was very honest and very nice to to listen to him um, I, I must I must admit i there are I relate a lot to a thing to the things used to you and to the things he said and also, there was a lot of things that he said that I agree and disagree with because, for, for example, I, I mean, he, he talks a lot. He, he was very honest. He talks a lot about not liking tennis and, and the reason why he didn't like it. But I don't know. I'm I'm just saying um, out of my own experience because I, I was quite similar um, growing up uh, and uh I won't go into the whole story, but I, I sort of stopped tennis when I was like early twenties, but then um got really into it again, even more so in my middle thirties. And so I'm I'm thinking while he's trying to say he's never gonna play or be interested in tennis anymore, I, I think you know, with time things change and you know I'm I might be wrong, but he might d- rediscover tennis um I, so uh, I as i'm saying i definitely
1: think i definitely think he yeah. will at some point in the future yeah. he's he yeah. still has a lot of anger toward some things that happened mm. during his tennis years and i understand that and you know he's 23 years old he's he's young and um yeah. so, has some, sorry to interrupt has, you
0: sorry to interrupt you lisa but what specifically, I know in his podcast or in your podcast, he was saying he didn't get along with a coach in college. Was there yeah. something else as well that really sort of, or was it mostly because one day he just realized, well, it's very difficult to make a living out of tennis. So what's the point of doing this? Um, he- what was it?
1: he never had a goal of making a living from tennis that was never ever okay. his goal his goal was always to play in college at the highest level that he was able and he achieved that goal and, and he did he did
2: that yes. am i right Yes, yeah, he achieved that yes. yeah.
1: he achieved that goal so um he there were some things my son is very outspoken and has always been a bit of a rebel, um, doesn't handle authority real well, doesn't handle rules real, real well. He is okay. my child um, and my husband's child. Like we're it. we're both kind of rebellious. But um, so okay. I think there were periods coming up through tennis. And I, I will tell you, there was a turning point. It was one of the early tournaments he played as a nine or ten-year-old where he faced his first situation where an opponent was consistently making bad line calls in a match uh, okay. yeah, and
2: yeah, yeah.
1: nothing was done about it. um My son got an mm. official, nothing was done. My son you know spoke to the tournament director, nothing was done, and of course, that was the first of many of those instances throughout his junior career where he faced an opponent who uh, saw the court and the lines very differently than everybody else did. And it it was to him a personal affront and an injustice Hmm. that someone was allowed to continue to compete and continue Hmm. to exhibit that behavior without any repercussion and yeah
0: sounds a lot like my oldest son yeah yeah i
1: think as time (laughs) went on he began to see more instances of um i maybe favoritism Mm. by officials by tournament directors um by um there were certain kids who were always penalized and certain kids who were never penalized for the same behaviors and uh i think you know, it just was offensive to my son and mm. made him have a distaste for the sport at that level. Okay. Um But I will say that when he was getting ready to go off to college, he was,
2: mm.
1: you know, had a renewed excitement about it. He, you know, he okay. had that goal that he had set as a young kid was now there, he was about to touch it, and he was super excited about it. And then got to college and had such a negative experience his first year that that was kind of the final straw for him. And he didn't he have a, it, didn't,
0: get, didn't get along with a coach or something, am I right? Yeah I
1: mean that was part yeah. of it, but it was beyond that. Okay. It was it was yeah. the way that the team was treated, it was the way that the sport was viewed yeah. at the university, it was um things that not he very had been important. told. Yeah. Well, right, but things that he had been told yeah. during the recruiting process would happen did not happen. Okay. Um And so there was anger and disappointment about that. And so he, he wound up transferring and had a much more Mm. positive experience his second year uh, overall, but just wasn't happy where he was geographically and really wanted to get back to California um, and realized that Mm. tennis was not going to be a part of, of that transition back to California. So you know, man. it it was a, a rough road for him, uh, left a bad taste in his mouth. But at the end of the day, I think his best friend in the whole world is a guy that was his roommate and teammate his sophomore year of college. And that young man is from New Zealand man. and has become a part of our family. Um, and okay. so I think, you know, when the two of them get together, there will be tennis uh, somewhere along the line. Uh, my Mm -hmm. son, my son is also very close to my youngest brother. Um, who's, I mean, he's not closer in age to my son than to me, but, uh, but emotionally they connect Mm -hmm. and, and, and my brother is is a very big tennis force in the town where he lives and, you know, plays all the time. So, um, I suspect that that tennis will come back, but we'll see. I, you know, I, it's, It's up to him to pick up a racket again or yeah. not. It's his decision. So,
0: yeah, yeah. you know, I, I it, it's such a incredible sport because, you know, I, I have a friend. Um, long story, but he, he actually um, comes, lives ten minutes from my same town that I was born in Italy, and he lives now five minutes from me in South Africa and we met down here it's 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 quite a strange story and he, he's a tennis coach and so on and um we always joke and he says you know tennis is such a shit sport and but he says it in a um, ironic way it's it's such a it's got so many um it's a lonely sport it, it's um you know it's not a team sport you're on your own you travel it costs a sh- lot of money um you know you 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 lose and uh you're on your own and there's not a team that helps you blah 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 so um yeah, we always talk about this uh but at the same time it's um a sport that once it gets in you um it doesn't leave you and that's why. I wouldn't be surprised if your son maybe, uh, you know, when he's uh, older, one day just picks up a racket and he rediscovers how incredible the sport is. But I might be wrong, but it's uh, just a a thought there.
2: Yeah, I hope
0: you're right. Um, uh, another thing, you know, another thing he, he mentioned that um, caught my uh, attention. He, he said he went to Geoffrey Porta Global Tennis in Academy in in Mallorca.
1: He did, and I heard your son say that he played there as well.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no. Uh, it sounded to me he had a really bad experience.
1: Um you know he he says that but <laughs> i have photos that show a different side of the experience that he had there so i think okay. i think he and joffrey clashed but he found other people uh, there okay. that he really con- con- connected to um and actually okay. the other podcast that you listen to with my son the the host of that podcast yes. is a young man that he met at global. So at at, at at global. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Eddie has actually interviewed my son for an article on his website and now done this podcast with him. So there are a lot of positives that came out of that experience. I think it, um, it came at a time in my son's life where, you know, he was, I think had just turned 17 He was not very pleasant to be around, to be honest with you at that age. And, Uh, um, you know, I think. Did did you
0: did did you sorry, did you go down with him or did did he go on his own there? How long was he there for?
1: He went on his own, but my husband and I had been Mm -hmm. there the month prior um, for my birthday. One of the thing I wanted for my birthday was to have a tennis lesson on the red clay in Mallorca and so Uh, uh, that's that's what i got to do and um and that's how we found global and uh so when my son went he we put him on a plane and said see ya and he was there a little over a month um okay we had offered we had offered for him to actually spend the entire school year there uh, to stay mm. and he said absolutely not I'm coming home <laughs>
0: so <laughs> uh, okay. he
1: had had enough
0: Well, yeah no it's it's interesting we've been there twice uh, but it not in we went there on holiday and combined a tennis you know two and three week tennis sort of period for, for my sons there and um, yeah I mean look I've I can only say good things. I I think, and I haven't been, I I haven't, I haven't been everywhere, but if somebody tells me they are extremely serious about tennis, I I would just point my finger and say, go there. Because there you will really know if you want to do it or not.
1: Well, because the way
0: he, yeah, sorry. They they
1: don't fool around there. And, and I, one of the things that appealed to us as parents was how small the academy was, and how exactly. much
2: yeah. how much
1: personal attention each player got. Um, I will say that while my son was at Global, he was in constant communication with his coach back in the states, and sending yeah. him sending that coach in the states the daily workouts that he was doing. So the drills he was doing on court, the fitness work he was doing um, with times and, you know, um, and, and his coach back in the States was very accepting of learning a different way for my son to train once he came back. And for that, I think, you know, we were both very grateful um, that he learned that he did not need to be on a tennis court four and five hours a day that he could be on the tennis court an hour and a half, take a break, do another hour and a half. And then that was sufficient. And then there was time left to do other things. That's not how children are trained in the States, unfortunately. And I I think that's a reason for a lot of the burnout we see here is our kids are just, they're on the court too long, too Too much.
0: Too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah no, no no it's 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 fascinating i mean i i did a lot of research and um i mean let's be honest there, there's a reason why in the last 20 years spain has dominated the sport and um of tennis and 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 you can go there and go to they've got 20 30 40 academies that are just amazing and uh you know i've just i, I as you said um i mean i've been there twice and i've actually filmed and taken back home with me the drills that they did there and and to this day we're doing the same drills um, I, I just I, follow them and uh, yeah
1: they're i did fantastic. the same thing and, when, yeah. when i took my lesson my husband actually filmed my lesson um and okay. you know i've gone back and watched it did, because, did
0: you do it with joffrey
1: no i did it with oh. one of the young coaches there and was um, it a
0: brazilian guy
1: uh what well, was this was a long oh, time yeah. ago. It was seven oh, okay. years ago. So Oh, um, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well it um, could have been him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I yeah. just remember, you know, after about five minutes on the red clay, feeling like I was gonna yeah. keel over and die. And the coach <laughs> saying to me, You don't get a water break. No, you haven't Are you number one in the world? Yeah. No, you don't get a water break yet. So I was like, Oh yeah. my god, <laughs>
2: yeah yeah, it was intense
1: but i loved every second of it so um yeah Yeah, i I recommend that place to people all the time i think they do a a fantastic job and and again i think the the small player to coach ratio is what sets them apart for sure yeah yeah not to mention that is exquisite so if you have to go work hard somewhere true you know it's a nice place (laughs) to go work hard
0: exactly yeah 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 no 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 it's very nice yeah no, brilliant, brilliant academy and i mean ju- just to finish the the fact that he lives on the same floor where he sleeps is where his the tennis players sleep yeah. i mean you know th- this guy lives tennis 24/7 i mean i, I don't know many coaches that do that
1: so, and not just him um, his his family right i mean his, yeah and
0: his family his yeah. wife yeah. Um
1: his wife was a, the one a that teacher. Yep. Yeah. She she took care of the yeah. kids. She you know made sure they yeah. had food. She made sure that they had money sure. when they yeah. were going into town and you know she was amazing. Um
2: Yeah. It's yeah. it's
1: definitely a family yeah. business. So
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't mind uh, speaking to them as well. They they But uh yeah, no, no. Um Let's, uh, just going back uh, to, well, I mean, going back to your son, though, he, I mean, he's he's become, I, I want to listen to a bit of his music, but... A very famous DJ, am I? Am I right?
1: I I would not say very famous. He is well, you know, famous. He's he's growing his following for sure, and <laughs> he he was a marketing and business major in college, and it's been very fun for me to watch him use what he learned through his marketing classes mm. and just through his own, you know, life skills, learning how the things work. Um, putting that into practice with his music. And, and also as a consultant for parenting aces, I call him all the time for help on, you know, my social media and my website Mm. and things like that. So, um, the music industry is very much about marketing and, you know, he's, he's done an incredible job getting his name out there, um, networking and connecting to, people that have been so helpful in his career. And even um, he and my husband took a trip to France last year. And there was a DJ in Paris that my son really looked up to and it had some communication with online. They ended up connecting in Paris and getting in the studio together and creating music okay. together. Nice. And I mean, how cool is that? You know, that, that he's yeah. able to do that. So music for him is definitely a passion. He's, he's got a regular yeah. job that he does um, a marketing job where he's having a lot of success. And, you know, I think yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see if he gets to a point where he can make a living with his music and, you know if that's a way mm. to pay bills, but certainly that's not where he is today. But it's a goal of his for right sure. Now. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's nice. Okay. Um, what what would you say? I've um, just got a few questions here. What would you say is the most challenging aspect of uh, you know, the relationship between a a parent and a tennis parent and uh, the the son or the daughter? What do you think is the most difficult aspect of that relationship?
1: I mean, I think it's it's different for every person, obviously, but for me, the mm. most challenging piece was separating results from progress, right from growth okay and yeah
0: I understand that
2: completely um yeah.
1: and and understanding that just because your child isn't winning a match or winning a tournament or, you know, a a series of matches or a series of tournaments doesn't mean they're not continuing to grow and progress in their tennis and winning doesn't directly correlate with development. So that was very difficult for me. Um, I, and yeah, i think know, you're
0: spot on there and yeah. i
1: think you know it's it's very easy to feel like you know you don't want to make your child feel bad when they lose but you're disappointed when they lose not just for them cuz obviously yeah. you know it feels bad for them but i mean if we're being honest with ourselves it's disappointing to sit there and watch your child compete and then yeah. not win. You know, it's it's a hard thing to yeah. to feel and to reconcile, but we yeah. have to remember And they're on their own.
0: It's not a, it's not a team sport, you know. It's everything's on their shoulders. Sure, yeah.
1: sure, but yeah. you we yeah. are the adult in the relationship and so the onus is on us to manage the way we feel in order to mm help our children grow from every experience right and so we we have to separate our feelings from what's happening Mm. in reality and i to me that was oh i'm just i'm a very emotional person i wear my heart on my sleeve i'm passionate um Mm. so that was just a really big difficult challenge for me personally
0: yeah no no i completely agree and um but you know your, your your son. At the end of the day, uh, he gave you. I don't know if he was just being nice, but he gave you a what? A nine out of nine point two out of ten <laughs> as a tennis parent, and and a nine point eight or something like that as a parent. So I mean, uh, wow, well done. I mean, I, I think you. if I get half of that, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'll be extremely happy
1: i will say i have i have a very very close relationship with all three of my children and that that is something that i've worked hard at um it has always been very important to me and so i mm. it, while i was pleased to hear him say that i it didn't surprise me because we are we're super close and you know i mean I'm, yeah I, I don't think he was just being nice because we really we we really are close. I mean, I I was yeah. actually I was kind of surprised at the high number for the tennis parent rating. I wasn't so sure I was gonna get <laughs> such a good ranking there, but but the overall parent skills, yeah. I, I I have to pat myself on the back. I think I did all right there. The tennis parent stuff I screwed yeah, yeah. up royally. I I am the first <laughs> to admit. So no, 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 no.
0: that's that's very good, very good, yeah. No, um look I've got lots of other questions here i have in front of me but i i think we we're, we we're i don't want to talk too much i mean i'm taking a lot of your time but I, if you don't mind i'll i just want to change completely now sort of um subjects and just ask you a a whole lot of questions um short ones and you can just say whatever comes to your mind uh, not, they're not too complicated um Yeah. So, for example, what is your very first memory of tennis? Very first one.
1: Um, Being on the court with my dad as a young girl, and hitting with him.
0: Your dad was a was a was a player.
1: Yeah, my dad is a player. He is eighty two years old and still plays singles. So yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wow. That's excellent. Uh, And when did you start playing? What what age?
1: I'm sure I mean the first time I picked up a racket I'm sure I was pretty small but started you know playing pretty seriously I would say around 8 or 9.
0: Okay. And and who who influenced you was it your dad or a coach or um,
1: my dad my dad for sure yeah. and um I started playing at a club in the neighborhood that I grew up in and there were so many kids at the club on the tennis courts every day and that was really the inspiration for me it was very social for me
0: okay yeah and um do you um do do you still play do you currently play right now yes
1: I well not right this minute because of COVID-19 although my club is back open uh and people are playing I'm just not ready to do that yet but uh yeah i play a lot
0: oh is it okay great and um okay do you play like what two three times a week
2: or yeah
1: um yeah two to three times sometimes five (laughs) it just depends oh really (laughs) yeah okay um (laughs) during league seasons i'm on um Three different teams, and then I'm in a okay, just wow. a, a social mixed doubles group that plays on the weekends. So yeah, I I play quite a bit.
2: Okay. And
0: and and did you play also in college? Did no. you play college tennis? No. 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 Okay. All right. Um. If you have to define what type of player you are, what would how would you describe yourself as a player?
1: Um, one who really likes to win, but is more about <laughs> just being out there and having the experience of playing. So, in terms of you know okay. what style of, I'm a lefty like your son. Um, but I don't, oh, I don't, okay, I don't have the lefty gifts, unfortunately. Um, but I, I just, I enjoy you don't have the, those angles. I don't, I'm learning and I, i'm getting better at it but uh yeah i i just yeah never got that down <laughs>
0: okay. all right are you an all quarter or um
1: i am a baseline i am or? a baseliner through and through though i am doing my damnedest okay. to get more comfortable at the net
0: okay all right um did you, do you have, did you have a tennis sort of idol growing up? Somebody.
1: Oh yeah. Chris Everett. Tennis player? Chris Evert was my idol. Oh, okay. uh, I played with the okay. Chris Everett signature Wilson wood racket. Um,
2: okay.
1: And, oh, uh, okay. and then I actually, um, Tracy Austin and Pam Shriver and Andrea Yeager were all around my same age, and I had the opportunity to see them play in our national hardcourt tournament. used to be at my neighborhood tennis club, and so once I got to see them play in person, that was incredibly inspirational, and so now, Uh you know, all these (laughs) years later, I've had the opportunity to interview Tracy and to interview Pam, and how cool is that
0: very nice yeah yeah no there's such so must be very nice yeah um and and currently, do you have a favorite player, male or female do you have a who's your favorite right now
1: anybody or who anybody who knows me knows that I am a Rafa girl through and through i absolutely oh, adore okay. him, um Oh, really? I've okay. been a huge okay. fan of his for a very long time. And uh yeah. Did,
0: did you go to his academy when you were in Mallorca?
1: It wasn't there yet.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we were very lucky. We went there. And the year we went there, I don't remember now, it was four or five years ago. It was the year before he opened. So it was finished, but it wasn't opened. And we just went to visit it one day by chance. And we just found him there oh. with nobody around. Oh my gosh. Tra- training with uh, one Monaco ah. and they were just hit for, for, for an hour and a half. And then in the inside court, there was his uncle with another family member who was like five years old, who was busy, you know, teaching him now the next Nadal. And it, wow. it was amazing. I mean, uh, it was very
1: nice. That's awesome.
0: Um, And yeah, no, no, he's, he's very, he's, you know what? surprised me he is much bigger in life than on tv he's he is huge
1: he is a big guy i I don't know
0: if you've ever seen him well
1: yeah he's a very big guy i I, the
0: first surprised me the the
1: first time that i was uh credentialed media at the u.s open i made a point of Mm. going into his press conference (laughs) well to his press conferences every time he won i would Make sure I was in the press conferences, okay. and and always found a seat down front because I wanted to just be able to watch his face as he spoke to the media, and um, I I just I'll never forget the intensity of asking him a question and having him look mm. me in the eye as he answered, and he <laughs> didn't, you know, he who was I? He didn't know who I was. Um, But it was a a really um, impactful experience for me.
0: Yeah, that must be amazing. Um, What's the best match you've ever seen live? It could be a pro, ATP, or a WTA, or even just a club match.
1: Um, I have to say going to the NCAA championships. And I, I can't pick out a single match, but... I absolutely love watching college tennis. It's my favorite thing to watch. Okay. And there is okay. a level of excitement and an energy at those matches that doesn't exist anywhere else in our sport.
0: Okay, fantastic. No, that's that's nice. I've never, I'd love to see, yeah. Um, what's the best match you have ever played? Do you remember that? Oh gosh. Was it like a week ago? <laughs> I mean, well, under this pandemic, no, but was it like two months ago? (laughs) So
1: I'll tell you my most, the most important match that I played and won was when I was 14. I was in the eighth grade and I went to a school um, that allowed eighth graders to play on the high school tennis team. And my doubles partner and I were on the high school team and we won the state high school championship. And that was oh, my okay. biggest victory um, and probably the thing that the match that stuck with me my whole life it was okay. a big win. That's nice. Yeah.
0: Big win. <laughs> um, Best tournament in the world.
1: Monte Carlo. And I haven't been to it, but okay. it's on my bucket list.
0: Okay. Yeah, very nice. Um, what's your favorite court that you've ever played on?
1: Well, it would have to be the red clay at we... Global. <laughs> There's just nothing that oh, compares. Really? Okay. It would have to be. Because, okay. I mean, to, to be on that court and to feel what it feels like to move on the red clay was spectacular for me
0: okay so you're more of a hardcore player obviously yeah growing up, uh,
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah um best tennis shoes do you have a pair of shoes make that you think is the best
1: <sighs>
0: that you've ever had
1: that's tricky i i i get gifts of shoes from different companies when they're coming out with new ones you know to they Want okay. me to try and then write about them, which I I love getting to do that. Okay. Um, the ones that I wear the most regularly See? are my Asics. Um, they just seem to fit my foot the best. I have a very narrow foot, okay. so and yeah, uh, and they also seem to have a lot of support, which at age fifty-seven yeah. I appreciate. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and they've also uh, yeah. They're also very um, I, well. I'm talking more for juniors. They seem to um, be last long. Their, their rubber seems to be very strong. That's just our uh, experience.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I certainly don't put them to the same test yeah. that a junior player would. But for me, they mm. they hold up very well. Yeah. So. Very
0: comfortable. Yeah. Um And what uh, do you know? Do you, what strings do you use?
1: Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: Being a see, bit technical here, but I know. do you know? Um, or have you got a favorite? Or
1: I, I really don't. And this is this is going to sound really pathetic, yeah. but whenever I get my rackets no. restrung, I take them to the pro shop or the stringer. And they say, what tension? And I say, I don't know. And they say, what string do you want? And I say, I don't know. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so whatever they do so, seems to work. And okay. I'm good with that. So
0: see, does it <laughs> work? Well, they, then you just have to keep it. Like, okay. I, yeah,
1: but it's, I, it winds up being something different every time. And, and I'm good with that. I, listen, I, my technique is fine, but it's certainly not um, such that I have to worry about that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, do you have a all time favorite racket? I
1: mean racket? I gotta go back to my Chris Everett autograph. I have I am uh, a Wilson girl. Okay. I have played with Wilson my whole life. Um I I love that okay. I am on Wilson's PR department's mailing list. So when they come out with new rackets, they send me the press release and ask me if I wanna test them out uh. and I always raise my hand. So They keep me pretty well surprised. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Um, if you have to choose a club, maybe you you're gonna answer. You've already answered this, but best tennis club you've ever been to. What's your favorite tennis club?
1: Oh, I mean that you've I played in the the most beautiful one is the Malibu Racket Club here in Southern California. Okay. It, I've
0: I've heard about that one a lot.
1: I'd I'd would love to go. There. It's yeah. it's pretty spectacular.
0: <laughs> Is it like right on the you 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 see the the sea? And, yeah,
1: it's up high. It, so yeah. yeah, and and I will up say okay. I I have played on the courts at mm-hmm. Indian Wells as well, and that's not too shabby. So
0: <laughs> okay. That That's the tournament uh, on my bucket list. Uh, I, I want to go Yeah, there. you
1: should come. It's yeah. phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I know. Um, do, do you like actually watching tennis on TV? Do, do you watch it on TV? Or is it something you're not... Because I know a lot of people who are obsessed with tennis but they just don't like watching it on TV.
1: I am. They they play it. I'm a tennis junkie. Yes. I watch tennis on TV. I watch it online. I watch it on my phone. Yes.
0: Do you go as far as streaming futures online? Yes.
1: And college matches. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. So you're you're on my, you're on my level. Okay. That's that's good. Okay.
1: (laughs) A junkie, as I said.
0: Uh, Um, The the Tsitsipas question, because he's a Greek uh, philosopher. Love him
1: too. So this is is the
0: Tsitsipas question. Um, Why do you play tennis?
1: I play for a lot of reasons. One, I absolutely love the sport. I love the physical nature of it. I love being outdoors. I love the challenge. I love the social aspect of it. I have friends around the world as a result of tennis And um, Mm. when I moved to Southern California back in October, the first day I got here, I put a message out saying I just arrived. I play tennis at this level. I'm looking for people to hit with. Uh, I don't know anybody here. Let Mm. me know if you're looking to play. And within five minutes, I had a call from a woman who had me set up with three tennis matches over the next five days and I haven't looked back. So it's, it's just a okay. phenomenal Fantastic. sport. Yeah.
0: Um, this one's interesting. Okay. You have to book a restaurant and you um, must choose three players, male or female that will join you for dinner. must tell us which restaurant and which players.
1: Current players or it can be anybody.
0: Anybody. Doesn't matter.
1: Um, Well, there's a sushi restaurant in Beverly Hills called Matsuhisa. So that would be my restaurant choice. Um, And it's it's you're
0: a big, uh, big, big sushi. I
1: am. uh, And if you've if you've heard of Nobu, that's his restaurant. Yeah. So um, oh, it's okay. it's before he started his self named restaurants. Um, so that would be my okay. my spot. And three, you said three players. Um,
0: three, three players. Yeah. Okay. So. So it's a square table. Okay. And, you know.
1: Sissy Paz would definitely <laughs> yeah. be one of them. I, he is oh, one okay. of the young up and comers that I absolutely adore. Um, Nadal for okay. sure because he's Nadal um i would love coco goff at the table i think she is very wise for her 16 years and would love to have a more in-depth conversation with her i've had you know one-on-one interviews after matches but but not dinner table conversation and
0: she's uh she's making a lot of uh A lot of news um, the last few days. With her,
1: and as she with should her, uh, be. I mean, I'm glad she's yeah. getting the attention yeah, yeah, for yeah. what she's doing. She's, she's yeah. very outspoken, and, and she's
0: okay. – I,
1: I have a, so much respect. Um, and
0: – Well, that, that's, that's three players. Oh, that's you, it. You've already okay, told me Okay, well, there you go. That my three. <laughs> okay, no, but you wanted to add one more. Okay, let, let's put a, the famous chair in, between, in the corner in between two people that we will add an extra one.
1: Billie Jean King.
0: Okay. Billie Jean King. Tsitsipas, Nadal, Billie Jean King. And that's a very interesting group. And
1: Coco. Yeah.
0: Very interesting.
1: I think we would have some good conversations. Don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And, and, and
0: I know Nadal loves sushi. So um, perfect. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. So, I'm, I'm not sure about Tsitsipas. I, I think he, he likes buffalo mozzarella, but Well, and, he grew oh, up
1: he, at oh, the oh, sea oh, in Greece. I I went to yeah. his hometown oh, yeah. last year and saw where he grew up. So, oh really? I'm thinking, yes, he probably. They, they say is, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Wow. Um, yo, you've been many places. right? Huh? That's uh, very interesting. Um. What will tennis look like in 2050, 30 years from now?
1: I hope, I I hope it still exists as a sport as we know it now, because I am constantly seeing tweaks and changes and, you know, people trying to figure out Mm -hmm. how to grow tennis, but they are growing Mm. it by changing it into something it's not. And i You know, I don't love that. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm hoping that technology isn't going to disrupt the sport too much more. Um, I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, how much harder can somebody hit the ball? How much faster can someone move around the court? Um, I, you know, I think we're seeing incredible athleticism in our sport right now and
2: yeah. I
1: enjoy that aspect of it, but I also don't want it to become a serve point over, serve point over kind of mm. sport. So, yeah. um, mm. I, I'm just hoping that the traditionalists went out a little bit and we maintain our beautiful scoring system and we maintain the size of the court and um, the way that the game is structured. I hope there aren't too many changes in 2050, but I hope that we can find a way to introduce and keep more young people in the sport so that we continue to have people like my Mm. dad playing at age 82 and still loving it. Right. So that's my hope.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. Um, this is going to be a very quick one I, I, I'm calling it a super tie break because it's 10 quick questions uh, you must complete your perfect all time tennis player okay. so let's start with the serve, it can be male or female, anytime, doesn't matter
1: uh, I mean I think I got to go with John Isner
0: yeah I would do that, as well your return return of serve
1: I, Andy Murray.
0: Okay, good one, good one, two. Forehand.
1: The forehand. I have to say, it's it's a player maybe people don't know. People in the states will know him, but um, Mackie McDonald. Hmm. The first time I ever saw him play at UCLA, <laughs> I was blown away okay. by his racket head speed. And now he's out on tour, and he's had a couple surgeries this year. So. Hopefully, COVID nineteen is giving huh. him a chance to heal is, and get back out there. Is
0: he a is he a young a young player? I've never heard. Yeah,
1: of that. right. That yeah. So he played at UCLA yeah. and then turned pro. He um, won the NCAA championships his junior year in college and and then went pro. So he's he's got to be twenty five or twenty six now. He's a couple years ahead of my son. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, backhand. Nadal. Okay. Volley.
1: Nadal. Uh, I, uh, that's let a good me, one. Okay, good. Nadal, yeah. but also let me just say Taylor Townsend. I love her net game. I okay. love how she's developed her net game to come forward and attack. So, yeah, I'm going to throw her in there.
0: Okay. This one could be a bit tricky. Drop drop shot.
1: I, get, I think you got to go Djokovic with that. He's so good at the drop yeah. shot.
0: Oh, that's very good yeah yeah no. it's his favorite shot and uh, yeah very good uh, movement huh I think there's only there, there can only be one I
1: here, mean that joke of right, Djokovic, no, no, right? No. I mean he's insane around the court yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah but I, I also I, or it could also be Federer well, but... I was also going to say David Ferrer who just okay. I, I mean I know he's retired but I, he blew my mind <laughs> the way he got around a tennis mm, court.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, mentality. Rafa. Yeah. Um, style.
1: Hmm. Um, can I say Maria Sharapova even though she's retired?
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, anybody okay. could be anytime. I'm,
1: yeah. I'm going to say Maria. Yeah.
0: Okay okay Uh, last one Uh, personality
1: who um that one's tougher for me um
0: Mm. because there's many there are
1: um i i am i love nick (laughs) curios i'm gonna probably get slammed for saying that i Mm. i i think he's so good for our sport um I, yeah, and I love Na-
2: I must say,
0: I, I agree on, on on many things you say. I, I agree totally. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: and on the women's side, I really love Naomi Osaka. Um, I think she's she's mm. really finding her voice now. And um,
0: have you seen her Instagram uh, little yeah. Uh, interviews? Yeah. yeah, No, she's you know she's, she's I, I like her too. She's quite funny. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. The final question, because, I mean, I've kept you so long, and you've been fantastic, and I really appreciate it. And it's the worst question of all. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you, you will hate me for this, but um, there, there was a famous Italian – I grew up in Italy. There was a famous Italian journalist who ended all his interviews with this question, and I'm going to do the same.
1: Okay. It. Um,
0: ask yourself, Ask yourself a question and answer it. Ooh. Um Hope best if it's tennis related. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, how about this? Why are you still doing Parenting Aces if you no longer have a child playing tennis? And my okay. my ans- answer my it. answer <laughs> is that I adore the sport. Let me change that. I adore the game of tennis. I don't always adore the sport, but I feel like Mm. I have a voice and an opportunity to make positive changes. And I feel an obligation to do that. So I'm not going away anytime soon.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Uh, Lisa, thank you very much. You really, um, for someone like me, who's just a passionate tennis person, you know, and I've started this podcast, I really appreciate you, you know, um, giving me all this time. And um, I thought it was really interesting. And yeah, I can see you've got so many stories and uh, so many other things you can talk about. But I don't want to keep it too long, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Um, and, um, yeah, I'd love to keep in touch and who knows, maybe one day, um, if I'm in United States meet you and, uh, yeah,
1: that would be great. It
0: would would be very nice. I would love that. Yeah. Thank
1: thank, thank you for the opportunity. So I enjoyed speaking (laughs) with you and continued success with your (laughs) podcast
0: yeah no no it's 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 a fun thing and yeah it's it's to keep me busy i get it <laughs> but um yeah yeah <laughs> thanks again and uh yeah have a have a nice uh end of your day then.
1: thank you you too <laughs> uh, okay. okay
0: ciao ciao
2: bye, bye.